Welcome to Disruption Now. You know that if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. Please subscribe. Google Play. That's how more people know about us. If you can't sign up for our email list, go to disruptionnow.com or you can go to disruptionnow at gmail.com. Send us a send us an email. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to engage with you. But for now, I'm Rob Richardson. I'm James Keys. I'm Tunde Olana. Divided we fall. This the Internet Research Agency. You ever heard of that? Well, that was a company started by Russia. And it's interesting to see where they focus. They focused a lot of energy and a lot of time on social media trying to drum up white resentment, white fear, and trying to get uh, African Americans to be less active in terms of actually voting try to make uh, more black people not trust the Hillary Clinton campaign and actually use underlying information, some of which was true, but the campaigns were used to try to divide people. And that wasn't, and that was a lot of times based on things that weren't true. The internet research company ended up having hundreds of thousands of followers. It was on, on the more progressive side, you had black activists that were actually retweeting information that was put out there by the Russians in order to make Hillary Clinton look bad and to make black people not want to vote or not want to vote for Hillary Clinton, while at the same time trying to anger white citizens or scare them about what black people were doing. Did it work? Was that the reason? Was that the reason why 4.4 million African-Americans didn't participate in the election and actually participated in 2012? Was that the reason why Hillary Clinton received less of the white vote than any candidate in the last 30 years, including a candidate by the name of Barack Hussein Obama? She got less white votes than Barack did. Was all that because of that? I have my theory that that just helped fuel, uh, fuel a belief that people already had. But, but here's the question. Here's the challenge. Are we going to let an outside power divide us or are we going to finally really try to tackle the issues of race amongst ourselves to really, uh, to really confront the uncomfortable truths? Was this Russia just exploiting us or would this have happened anyway? James, what do you think? Oh, man. Well, what would have happened anyway? It's possible. But what we do know is that it did happen this time. (laughs) True. Yes. And I'll tell you this. I'm I'm a sports fan. I enjoy football, basketball. Um, You know, I played a lot of sports when I was young. And what I do know is when somebody is your opposition and they are trying to beat you at something, one thing they do is scout you and see where you're weak and exploit and attack where you're weak. So with this tells us more than anything is that an outside person who wants to weaken us sees racial division as the opportunity area to do so. So someone looking at it and say, Hey, what's the most effective way we can turn America against each other and try to subvert their democracy. Ding, ding, ding race. So that's, that's not us. That that's not, you know, black lives matter trying to say this or that, or, or blue lives matter doing this or that, or white nationalists marching on streets. That is Russia saying, Hey, that's where you guys are weak. If a basketball team doesn't have anybody that's tall, people take everybody inside and say, Hey, that's where they're weak. They don't have anybody tall. We're going to exploit them there where we are exploitable is along racial lines. And so it really does. It begs the question, are we, are, are we just going to be a weak nation that falls anytime somebody tweaks us from a race standpoint? One thing that the internet research agency did, I know was they would pay black trainers to, to tr- give classes for free of martial arts training and things like of that. Black people taking martial arts. Of black people taking martial arts, <laughs> only to only if they would take pictures and put it. Yep, pictures. Exactly and I'm right. sorry for laughing. This isn't really a laughing matter, but it is somewhat amusing to me that 
that, that that is identified and saying, Hey, we can really motivate people who are uncomfortable with black people. If we can get some pictures of them, um, practicing martial arts. Am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest? Am I the baddest mofo low down around this time? (laughs) (laughs) And that was a a active thing where they are paying trainers to go out and advertise free classes as long as you take pictures. And because they're research said and their numbers said and this was something that was they got positive feedback on that if we can show pictures to certain areas of white america black people working out or learning martial (laughs) arts they will become more motivated and more likely to participate in the political process in the way that we want but guess what the internet backed up that that actually happened too i'll get to you tune day the better the internet during that whole time, a great book, Everybody Lies, it was about big data. And you saw this concentration of people being worried about those things and black activists and all those folks, most of them aligned with voting for Donald Trump. So that did work. Now, whether they would have or not, I don't know. But we did. We do know that it engaged them. Tunde. Well, I mean, I got a couple of things, but to finish, I just want to make a historical uh, note, you know. And, and it's sad because it's funny, Jimmy, that you say that, like in the way you say it, right? Just 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 filming people doing uh, martial arts <laughs> was then used to divide yeah. our country, right? <laughs> Sorry. But that's, again, they're working off a blueprint. The Russians already are working off a blueprint that we've set in motion ourselves as a country. People want to go back and look at things like um, open carry laws in certain states. And people feel like, you know, uh, California is so liberal, this and that. Maybe it is today. But it was under actual governor Ronald Reagan that the open carry laws were, um, were, were, um, stopped in California for the same kind of reason that 40, 50 years later, um, it's done on the internet is because when the black Panthers were out there and they were, you know, they had their shotguns out and all that to try and defend black neighborhoods against the police, the images of black men openly carrying shotguns and, and assault rifles was then used as a reason to clamp down on gun laws in California. And now, you know, and now California is being blamed for being too liberal with gun laws. So I'm um, not liberal with the laws, but having a liberal, you know, tight gun control laws. So it's just interesting that the Russians, like you said, Jimmy, they've scouted us and they're using the playbook that we set in motion as a country of how to divide ourselves along right. racial lines. So that was an interesting comment, but to get back, I wrote some notes because I was going to go this to the back to the start of the show. One of the reasons why Hillary Clinton sucked, uh, sorry, lost is because she sucked. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to pull, I'm, I did that in Arnold Carlton <laughs> because he's not here, but she, we all know. So let's be honest about the history here because it was only two and a half years ago. She was the worst candidate probably put up in my lifetime uh, that, that made it to that far to be a presidential campaign. Um, and I honestly think when the I history know, Dem- Democrats do a pretty good job putting a bad camera. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah a, I'm about to, I don't know if that's, that's true. A whole other topic, that's, that's a whole other topic, though. Go ahead. Yeah, but, <laughs> but when I think when the history books are written, when we're in our 80s, you know, and it's really like, you know, decades away from this point in time now, I think like it'll be seen that Russia way overplayed his hand. It's almost like the Japanese, you know, bombing Pearl Harbor or Al Qaeda hitting the towers. Like it'll be seen that like they might have overreached a bit that caused us who knows what, what happens from here, because I really think Trump could have won this election fair and square without any issues. Um, no matter what one on this, I uh, was watching this may believe about Russia or not. 
the Trumps themselves through Donald Trump Jr. acknowledged that his emails, you know, when he got that email that said, I love it, that they had dirt on Hillary. So they've acknowledged themselves that they were seeking Russian right. but I don't, help. But let, but, me, let, me, let me just challenge that point you said. You said a lot yeah. of that. Let me just say the, the point about if Hillary would have won without this, I mean, would not have won. I don't know if that's true because you cannot... Uh, you cannot really underestimate how powerful it was when they hacked those DNC but, emails but that actually not, reinforced what people already believe what was going on. But, but here's the thing, Rob, I thought about this. Number one, you don't need Russia doing negative stuff against Hillary Clinton or against minorities or anything. You got enough of that going on in the United States through our own media. And I'm not talking about necessarily every single channel, but we got certain cable news outlets and people forget how powerful conservative talk radio is. I mean, Rush Limbaugh is not making $500 million in his contract because he sucks. They, you know, we already have a, a, a media engine. As much as people say all the liberals, I mean, the media is liberal. Most media that's listened to is actually right. conservative media. That's so true. We, we already know that they already had an agenda of how they were going to treat Hillary Clinton. And, that, you and, need and, Russia. and you're saying Russia yeah. just kind of helped lay the groundwork that was already well, there. Well, I think that's and, at least and, a fair point. And, and the second thing is, is that you know, I've thought about this too, right? And this is what I mean by, I think, you know, it'll come back to bite them in the long run. You're so optimistic. I, I'm still, I still don't see anything that was leaked out in these emails from the Hillary and the DNC and John Podesta that were so absolutely damaging. All it showed us was there's a bunch of political <laughs> but, people but, talking shit about but each no, other. But no, partially, a couple things. One, it's a little bit off the subject, but it they they were doing things to kind of undermine the Sanders campaign. And the fact that was even there helped maybe depress that. But the bigger point to this conversation was one of the, one of the areas they focused on was the research done by the DNC on black lives matter. And, and the fact that they were doing this disturb people disturbed me a little bit. I gotta be honest, disturbed me a little bit. Right. And I think it gets to a point that we have not addressed race in this country from a, in a real way, in a systemic way, in a way that actually confronts things. So avoiding suffering, avoiding problems leads to more problems. Our, avoid, our avoidance of race, I believe, has led to why people can believe these things because we, have, we don't even teach it. So one of, the, one of the tweets they put out, let me say this real quick, one of the tweets they put out was about the Confederate flag and say, well, you know, it really wasn't about, the Confederacy wasn't really about slavery, it was about money. It was about money. The money was about keeping slaves so you can make more money. Like people actually, <laughs> people believe that. <laughs> and I'm just saying, people believe these things because our country doesn't want to teach the truth. They say, let's just move on and say we resolve those issues. Clearly, what this, what, what, what Russia was able to show is that this did drum up some resentment. No matter, even if we say it didn't affect the election, let's just say it at least it did. It did affect how people felt. It did get hundreds of thousands of impressions. They got black activists to share these things and to believe it was true. They got people to encourage people not to vote. And they did rile up white resentment. I mean, we can show that through the data. That's true. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a folly to try to play the game of, oh, it didn't influence the election. Um, people don't do things for no reason. Now, whether it flipped the election or not, I don't know. I we would can never know. think that the, yeah, you would never know. But to say that it didn't for sure is just as crazy as to say it did for sure. No, I'm saying that. Remember, I said, I think that's my opinion is Trump could have won. We could have. But moving, but moving past that, but moving past that, like the, the point being here right now that the area, like Rob asked initially, could, would, if, if it wasn't this, could they have done it with something else? And I think that misses the point in the sense that, 
they wouldn't do it if something else, if this is going to be the one that bears the most fruit. And so if this is the one that bears the most fruit to try to say, okay, we're going to attack black people by making them think that the Democrats either don't care or the same as Republicans and tell them just to not vote. That's what we want to, that's the sentiment we want to drum up in, in, in black people in America. So you know what that means? That means that if you objectively look at research and objectively look at how things unfold in our country, that is an effective way. Black people will self-select themselves out of the process. Not all black people, but you can you can move a significant number of people. It doesn't, in order to it doesn't take that, that much. Remember, the votes were decided by what forty four thousand people. That's not a lot. In three states, there there were yeah, exactly. All you gotta do is convince a certain a little bit. I, I agree. On the flip side of that, we what, what if if an, an, an unbiased person who wants to make something happen, to make wants to create movement, is looking at white America, certain segments of white America, or whatever. It's because obviously none of this is everyone, you know, that meets this certain description. But we want to influence a certain number of people in this demographic. Then this was what they selected. They didn't select. Uh, healthcare. They didn't select all these other issues that we agree or don't dis- or don't agree on. They selected race, and they said, "Look, if we can make them feel a certain way about what's going on with black people, then we can get this. We can create this much change, create this much impact in terms of what we're trying to create." And so, as you pointed out, this is something. This isn't going away. And now it's not just our own politicians exploiting differences for their own personal gain. We have our enemies adversarial nations looking at this stuff and actively participating in our process, trying to influence it the way that they want it by exploiting these differences. So the, the risk profile has increased substantially now versus when this was a Jim Crow thing or versus when this was just a Southern strategy. Yep. Unfortunately, we have no leadership in this country when it comes to race. Um, and what I mean by that is nobody wants to own the hot potato And I would say that, um, you know, no one really at the national level is comfortable talking about it. And I think we need to start with acknowledging that the Confederacy lost the war. No matter what people think the cause of the war was, it's over. And in countries like Germany, they don't allow you to put Nazi flags up and all that. They acknowledge what they did in the Holocaust. And I'm sure that just based on what we know of the Second World War and the Nazi Party, I would assume by 1945, probably 70% of Germans identified themselves as Nazi members of the Nazi party. That means there's probably a high percentage of Germans today who can say my grandparent, my great grandparent, my parents, somebody alive in my family in recent memory probably held a Nazi card, but they all can look, you know, most of them can look now and say, you know what, that's in our past. That was a wrong thing. And we moved on as a country and we acknowledge that for some reason, just a lot of Americans can't separate the fact that that history is over. It's been, you know, decided by a war that the union won and we have a United States of America, not a Confederate States of America. And so I think it is that basic. We've got 150 years of a lack of acknowledgement that just this happened and let's move on. And, and, and why it happened too. That's important. I think those two are together. Correct. And why it happened. Yeah. So when you don't, it's funny and what, because and what actually happened. Yeah, I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's a, he's a white American guy who's conservative. And, you know, it's funny how the first thing he said when I made the comment about the Germans, like, you know, Jewish kids don't have to go to school in Berlin um, and go to Adolf Hitler High School. Right. But you got black kids in this country that got to go to Robert E. Lee High School. Oh, man, that's not the same. That's his first comment. 
And Tell my answer to what, him was, what's the difference? Well, that's what I said. I said, it's not the same to you. And the part of it is because unfortunately, and this guy's a good friend of mine and I know we're good friends. I, I, right. I, I, I believe he's a true friend of mine, but unfortunately this country has not respected kind of the values of black America or that black people are in an equal footing for a long time. And I think that's partly why we still come back always to these cycles because when think about it, this is the one for because now. It, it, go, it, go, it, go, it goes to your point, though, you said earlier, is our heritage about our ideals or is it about our race? Because there's, there's some tie in to the idea that Robert E. Lee was a hero to me. And I need to and those ideals he was really fighting for. I don't know, uh, you know, making sure that states had had their own power. But people don't want to hold on to the fact that they were wrong. Then they don't want to even admit Correct. it, which is the problem. The other thing is you can hold two conversations at once in your head, right? Like True. I like, let's look at the founding fathers, Je- uh, Jefferson, Washington, all the guys, right. That signed the declaration of independence. I think those guys are geniuses. I think they're great, you know, patriots, American, whatever you want to call. I really admire them. I admire the system they created. I can say all of that while consciously understanding that they own slaves. And had I taken a, if I took a time machine right now, went back to say hi to them, they probably wouldn't shake my hand. And they probably look at me like a piece of property. And so can I, can I have those two, you know, is that the imperfection of humans? Maybe that guys that were that genius and that um, with that much foresight still could be in a position where they believe that a human being was a piece of property. Well, but that also illustrates a good contrast in, 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 in the Confederacy is, is an interesting discussion that that came up in this, because you could argue that that was the first high stakes battle over what we're talking about now in terms of the, the, that, that split where you can get people to, to, to go against America. The piece that you have to also keep in mind when you're looking at because yes, the founding fathers, you know, many of them were slave owners also. Um, but when you look at the Confederacy, there is a heightened sense of, of almost contempt that they would have, you know, in, in terms of looking at African-Americans in the sense that the founding fathers weren't fighting wars to maintain the system of slavery. You know, that was the system that was in place. They weren't going to go and, and cape for, for, for black folks and say, hey, you know, some, some were. Alexander Hamilton was, you know, like so, so some of them were caping for black folks saying, hey, we got to get rid of this. But others were like, look, you know, we're, we're not dealing with it. We're trying to keep everybody together. And that was a, a fissure, fission point, a fissure, excuse me, that they thought that's, that's not going to bridge, you know, whether they believed it or not. So, and I don't know what they truly believed in their hearts, but the Confederate uh, Confederacy was formed in large part to maintain slavery, to try to expand slavery and so forth. So they killed Americans to promote slavery, to defend slavery. That's a big difference than what the founding fathers did. Well, and, and also to your point, it reminds me because a lot of people don't know this history. This is more economic history. Um, the Confederacy was largely funded by European investment banks like the French and also, to a lesser extent, the British, you know, they kind of wanted to get back at us for the Revolutionary War. So they were happy to see us be broken in half. And that's kind of fast forward to today. Right. It makes sense that Vladimir Putin, as the leader of Russia, would want to see us hurt because of what happened with the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 91. Everyone's got pride. Right. Everyone's got national pride. So I can understand or just a week in America means, you know, a, a relatively stronger Russia. Like yeah, that's, no, I agree. that's a simple but, calculation, but, but that is a symbol. But there's also the pride factor. Right. I mean, he's a human being. Yeah. He doesn't like what we did to his country. We, we destroyed the Soviet Union in a sense. And, and then we're encroaching on his borders with NATO. So I understand just like 
the British probably seven years after we kicked them out of the American colonies, when they had this opportunity to help fracture us by, by buying bonds from the Confederacy and funding the war, they said, hey, you know what, why don't we give it back to these Americans? So in the end of the day, it's funny because, yeah, it's all about the money. It always comes back to that. And um, you're right, because a, a lot of Americans don't know their history. Um, it's no coincidence that the issues of slavery really came about after the Louisiana Purchase, when we had the territory states like when we started Missouri slavery. Territory, Ohio, all that, because the, 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 the Congress had to decide, are these new states that we're bringing into the union, are they going to be slave or free states? And enough white Americans didn't want slavery because it created an imbalance in the playing field when it came to work. So a lot of Americans were expanding west and didn't want slavery out in those western states. And then you had the planter class who had the money, which was pushing. They wanted slavery out west because they just wanted to expand right. their And their eventually that all came to a head. And that's where so, we got Exactly. Here. And so the thing is, is it's a similar thing as what's happening today, right? The, 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 the money, the gilded class is manipulating people who are, are, aren't as wealthy and they're poor, but yet they have something that makes them feel better than someone else in their country, their fellow countrymen. Right. And in this case, it happens to be, you know, the fact that they're of a, of a group that's identified with the wealth class. But right. other than that, they're just as poor and in a bad condition as everyone else. Well, well there's one piece of this history, though, that, that I think wraps it up very nicely, because, you know, the political party that was founded to, to oppose the threat of slavery. It's the Republican Party. The, the Republican Party was founded to, to stop the spread of slavery. And that's where we end up today, where now the Republican Party is the beneficiary. Don't forget, because someone's going to remind you that the Democratic Party is the one that created the Ku Klux Klan. So be sure you get all your historic facts. I, well, yeah, I was just wanted to, to, to bring it full circle to now. It's, it's the Republican Party that these divisions are being brought out to assist. And but, that's not my opinion. That's just what right. happened with, which we know about what the Russians were doing. But both parties have, both parties participated in the system. We have the reason why Jim Crow wasn't addressed is because there was an agreement between Dixiecrats and conservative Republicans to work together to keep that, uh, to keep that, keep that from happening. Conservative Democrats would work with conservative Republicans to keep social legislation out and conservative Republicans would work with conservative Democrats to make sure no civil rights was advanced until Lyndon Johnson actually moved forward. And um, it's the reason why we have to look at where we're going now and say, are we going to challenge things differently? And it requires us to be uncomfortable. But if we don't, it can literally destroy our country. It's the if you look back to the central beginning of uh, of this country, it was the it was the issue that was unresolved. And uh, W. E. B. Du Bois said it best: the issue of the 20th century will be the issue of the color line. Still, seems like that's going to be the issue of the 21st century, and that's the reason why Russia has looked at this, sought to exploit this. Uh, African Americans can't disengage. We can't we can't just say we have no, we can't do anything. So let's let's check out. And then other Americans just can't believe what's in front of them. We all have to challenge each other. We all have to get better. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. Always has been. Always will be. Stay woke if you want to stay free. Until next time, I'm Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. I'm Tunde Ramada. We'll see you next time. <laughs>